Welcome to the MindSuite Podcast presented by The Rambler Project. This is Mental Health Conversation Uncensored. Be sure to subscribe for weekly podcasts and check us out on all social media platforms at The Rambler Project. Now let's get to this interview. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of, this one's way different, this is a way up, different episode of MindSweep, this little series that we're doing, we're currently in Victoria Park, downtown Hamilton. Do we have a name for the series? The audio is messing up just a little bit, but not for you guys, just for is me it? listening. Um, yeah, this is like quick thoughts, like we're just doing like, we're bringing guests on, pretty much we're driving to them, remote location, we're actually, for people that can't see, uh, we're actually sitting in the back of a pickup truck right now, being recorded. Um, beautiful sunny day as Matt mentioned looking at his watch he cheated 24 degrees 24 degrees the sun is shining on this beautiful day but yeah this is just going to be a really quick combo just something that uh, Matt or myself want to get something off our chest things we want to say um, we do have a couple guests coming on later so an exciting day for sure but um, yeah this one's kind of going to be talking about therapy a little bit I know Matt you don't really know the kind of story Matt Davidge knows it who's here as well with us but it uh, pretty much I mean seeing therapy for like the last two years um started off with like going through like the family doctor route like the so that'd be the OHIP yeah. social worker route and then over time which isn't your favorite I've heard it, over years you know what though I get to be honest some people go through it I can't speak on behalf of a lot of other people for because sure. they go through it and they have an amazing experience I just went through and like I didn't like I love the word vibe I didn't really vibe with the person so I kind of seeked out private counseling yeah, but you're good with that you always preface that like it's anecdotal and it's for you personally where yeah. you've had your issues which is which is fine yeah, and then it took three different private individuals, all kind of like psychotherapists, um, to find the one that was like, wow, like this person, like uh, this person, I don't necessarily gets you, but this person like can help me help myself, if that makes sense. Because I think a lot of people just think a therapist is going to help them and that's it, but there's still work you have to put in yourself. The same thing if you go to, you know, you go to physiotherapist, they can only do so much. Like they have yeah. to give you workouts, they have to give you things to do to rehab yourself, right? Um, same thing, you know, with Cairo, like they give you workouts, you go to a trainer, they give you things. So it, it's no different when you go see someone for your mind or your thoughts or your, you know, the, your behaviors. It's like you have to put work in, right? So it's almost like a gym. But yeah, over the, why I kind of have this conversation is I, you know, I've been an extremely anxious person. Um, definitely when I was young, I consider myself being extremely, extremely anxious, like um, pretty much scared of the world, um, nervous for what might happen, worried for what might happen. And, um, of course, over time, it just, as you get older, it's like, it still holds it. That was like the reason for my breaking point. That was the reason for the start of the Rambler project was because I was kind of sick of being anxious and um, I wanted to talk about it and create a platform for our people to talk about it. So anyways, um, that was, that was of course like the, the base of me seeking therapy was like, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can, you can talk to people, you can talk to friends and family, but I want to get like a third opinion. I want to get somebody who can, you know, help me help myself. So anyways, uh, I met this amazing person and right away we started vibing and we started tapping into, you know, how, how I work, like how things work, like my, my anxiety and things like that. And I don't know if you've, you've experienced that, but especially when you open up to a new person, like it's, it's a lot. Like I know we can open up to ourselves. Like I can open up to the the podcast here and talk but in terms of a lot do you mean like it's just hard to kind of start from fresh sharing your story like do you find that exhausting a hundred percent a hundred percent like it's extremely overwhelming because it's like where do i start and yeah. you're like oh, i have to do this again because you gotta think when you go see different people you have to start from scratch like yeah. you're starting from scratch and then your mind is like this is exhausting like and then you think let's say if the per- first three people didn't help you it's like was this fourth person gonna help me am i gonna have to just yeah. am i gonna have to give out all this energy yeah. am i gonna have to give out all this energy and for something that might not even work so that was what i say it was a lot it was exhausting 
Um, but within the first two sessions, usually you have to give it a couple sessions. The first two sessions, I'm like, wow, like I'm, I'm realizing things about myself I never knew. So one of the recent sessions, we started tapping into when I was a kid, when I was really young. And just for context, I don't know if anyone was listening to the previous podcast. So when I kind of explained about my anxiety, um, some of the patterns would happen. Like I'd be playing a, a away hockey game. I'd be playing a hockey game, let's say in Oakville or Fergus, where Matt's from, shout out, um, Dunville, wherever. And if I couldn't see my brother in the stands, I would like pretty much have a fit on the bench. I would lose my mind. I had to see my brother. I had to make sure he's okay. Because in my mind, I'm like, he got kidnapped, he got taken. And this would be me like seven, eight years old. Um, at the same time, when we go to a, we go to a store, and we'd be parking at, let's say, a Walmart or like a store or whatever like that. Um, I'd ask my mom, Mom, did you lock the car? Did you lock the car? Mom, you didn't lock the car. And I would make her leave the store to prove to me that we locked the car. And anyways, these are like little things that came up when I was young. So I started talking this about my therapist and how this like obviously it, tr- it turned into like social anxiety in high school. And then later on, I'd say like general anxiety, a little bit of health anxiety, like things like that. And um, I started talking to the therapist about it and she was just pretty much saying well okay like let's pretty much dive into childhood so is there, of course they always ask is there any moment you could think of yeah. any traumatic event that would have triggered this and i'm like no i can't think of anything like, i had a great childhood i never witnessed my parents fight like they, if they did they did a good job hiding it from their kids yeah um i didn't have any like things happen where i had a lot of takeaway from it when i was a kid i couldn't really think so i remember her saying like okay well maybe if you can investigate yourself maybe talk to your parents like see and i talked to my mom and i was like mom was there anything when i was really young that was traumatic for me and she's like no like not at all not at all and uh she's like well, i don't know like you you were always just so worried like you were always just worried we called you a little worry ward and she did so yeah. that's the thing too is my parents like reinforced dan being the worry ward being yeah. the anxious nelly or whatever and that's a whole nother thing as well and then i remember she called me back and she was like i remember she goes you witnessed your brother almost die three times like in three different occasions wait like luke yes what so when I was really young, my brother, my brother was like one of those people. He always like loved teasing the idea of death. Like he's one of those like shithead kids yeah, in yeah. the sense of like, it's like Luke to Matt's laughing in the background. He's like, yeah, like no, innocent, fearless. Yes, like when yes, you're yes. younger. He's one of the, like he was the kid like Luke, don't do that. Do it. Like Luke, don't freaking stick your tongue to that freezing cold pole. He do like, he doesn't care. Luke, yeah. don't touch the hot stove. He did it. He get burned all the time. Um, but anyways, so he was in a pool. He jumped into a pool. He doesn't know how to swim. He jumps right to the deep end and sinks right to the bottom. And he's, he's, of course, he's drowning. And I was in the pool with him, but I was too young to, to do anything. To really realize I could what was wait, but I couldn't. I tried getting down. I couldn't do anything. So a neighbor was, who was wearing a dress at the time, like beautiful dress, had to jump in and she saved him. So I witnessed that. And then like a year later, um, like let's say we're like, I don't know, two and three, four and six, whatever. We're young. A year later, he was eating a sausage and he choked on a piece of sausage. And we thought he was joking, but he was yeah. actually choking. He couldn't breathe. And he was got to a point where he like, fell on the ground and he's like his face was purple and but i was the one right beside him and i witnessed all that but once again i was too young to do anything um and these little things kept happening like we were out in a boat in the middle of the lake and he fell out of the boat he's in the lake like floating like bawling his eyes his face is all purple again like anyways so what happened was these things compounded to me be in that protection mode so i'd lock up growing up as a kid i always lock up and be protected not necessarily to my i always had felt i had to protect my brother because it's like oh luke you know if i don't if i'm not if I'm not aware, if I'm not really tight, if I'm not there, then yeah. something's going to happen to him. Yeah. Like, he's going to, like, so my whole childhood, I was this tight, compressed, like, nervous kid because I'm like, if I'm not aware, something bad's going to happen. So then it didn't just move from my brother, it moved to myself. It moved to my friends. It moved to my family. Mom, did you lock the car? Right? Like, it, uh, it really started to build, and that's what was the momentum. That was the snowball started gaining. And uh, it, uh, it's crazy. I look back at my childhood and how anxious I was and all these situations that I feel were, like, ruined, even though they're not. Like, it's got us to the position we are right here. Yeah, so, for sure. 
it's um it's pretty eye-opening to be like wow like that's that's a root of where it came from and she said something and i freaking this is where i just collapsed and i started bawling and my therapist said to me like she's like well now that you know this you know what do you want to say if you could what could, what do you want to say to eight-year-old dan like what would you tell him right now after you just had all this discovery about that poor kid that was so scared and nervous and and I just, dude, I, like, I'm getting chills. I just, like, I just couldn't stop crying. Did I you just, have a response for eight-year-old Dan or no, I, not yet? I, I started bawling, and I'm just, like, I pretty much just said, like, I got you. Like, I got you, man. Like, I I just grinded my ass off. I worked hard to figure out, you know, to answer these questions. And I was, like, I just never forget, I just couldn't stop crying. It was, like, half of it was, I was, I was I felt like a weight was lifted. It was so weird. It felt like a weight lifts off my shoulders. It felt like things started finally making sense that I was chasing for so long. It felt like... I, like all these pieces were fall, like all these pieces were falling into place, and also felt like I saw the late year old kid. And I'm like, bro, you don't have to be in pain anymore. Like, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, like I know why you were so scared that your brother would go missing in a hockey game. You know, I knew, I know why that, you know, you you think that your parents' car is gonna get stolen. I know why that you were so scared to speak up and share your opinions when you were in middle school and high school and and be yourself and try and follow the people. I know why now. It's like, yeah, I got you. Like. And it's crazy, man. It's just crazy. You how feel it's like a massive, like I guess this cliche question is like the weight lifted off your shoulder, yeah, or like dude. how do you how do you feel moving forward? Because like also too, the one thing that's really interesting is that throughout this whole process of you starting Rambler and getting into therapy, because you probably I, I, you were in therapy before we even started Rambler, right? Um, a little bit. Like a little bit. Times. I didn't give it a fair chance. I but I mean, like, did, did, did you? Yeah, I talk to people. Like, I talk to people. Not but, just that, yeah. but did your mom even think that maybe those things that happened to Luke when you were younger were like the trigger points? Like, how come? She, like, she had like she because she was thinking like, what what would have traumatized Dan? What would traumatize? Yeah. And like, I even asked her like, Mom, no filter. I don't care if you tell me some crazy story that happened. Like, I don't yeah. care if it compromises anything in our relationship. And um, she just said like, Dan, like that's it. Like, if there's anything, that's it. I thought about it and I started. And I told I, then I had to follow up with my therapist a couple weeks later, and uh, I'm like, and she just goes, that's it. Like, that's what that's all it takes, Dan. Like, that's all it is. It does. And, it makes it, it makes sense. I mean, like from a standpoint of why you're overprotective, why yeah. you're always anxious of where your brother was or uh, why the house was locked or the door from the car was locked was because you've had this, you've had these instances in your life where like your brother was almost taken from you on multiple yeah. occasions. And it's like, if I don't look the right way or if I, if I look the other way and something happens to him, like I'll not forgive myself because yeah. I've experienced what it's like to kind of have that yeah. feeling. For sure, like subconsciously, that was built up deep within me, and it's and that's why the phrase of like some people say, "Oh, it's just the way I am." Why did you do that? Or why they? Oh, it's just the way they are. Yeah. And it's excuses we give to people. A lot of people just wear like we talk about identity a lot on here, and people just wear a certain identity because like, oh, I'm just angry all the time. That's just who I am. But it's like I just want to tell people like when you are willing to put into work, and when you're willing to be vulnerable, and you're willing to open up and be like, and you want to fight back against, oh, this is just who he is. Dan's just a warrior. That's just who he is. When you're willing to like say no fuck this i want a different identity like you start digging you'll find some stuff and if that's what you need to shake that identity if that's what you need to take that next step like i'm telling you right now like i literally like it's insane like it's the feeling was unbelievable and um like that was the biggest takeaway it was like this isn't who i am like i'm whoever i want to be you know what i mean like i'm you know i know we're all pretty open people and that's here as well i know he tries and and like he seeks like these answers as well and it's like it's powerful when people do that because it's like they're fighting back against this identity that people give them. And they're fighting against, I'm fighting against myself. You know, I'm tired of waking up and just feeling so tense. I'm tired of my back hurting so much because my body's locked up. I'm tired of my hip giving out because I'm clenching my butt all day because I'm, I'm anticipating something bad happening. So it's like, what do you do? You don't just, I don't, like, if I, if I just, like, accept that, 
like then I'm like it's not an enjoyable life you know what I mean but if you fight back and you start diving a little bit deeper it's like like fuck man like it's just, it's a weight lifted off like I feel unbelievable no, I think man. it's the biggest one too because we're 27 right for context yeah. and it's like you're still searching for a better you and to get out of this identity that you've carried because like you said just Dan the worry wart yeah. and we're so innocent and so young that we'll just carry that on until we're adults because we just like oh our parents and our family and our friends told me I'm a worry wart so I'm just going to wear that identity until yeah. until it causes distress which it has for your life right and that's where you decide to dig deep in and uh, find a new identity or just find the root cause of why you have that identity. I think yeah. that's, that's why it's the biggest thing you said is that people have to look for that. Like you have to want to do that, right? Yeah. If you just subside and just listen to what people tell you, then that's what's going to cause damage or cause harm to yourself. Yeah. It, um, sorry, I was just, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, um, but yeah, that's kind of why I leave it off. And like, as I said, my parents reinforced it. They didn't mean to, they just said dance. You know what I mean? Like I, as my mom felt so bad. She's like, Oh my dad, like Dan, I reinforced you being the worry wart and, but um, yeah, so I know we're kind of we're kind of looking at the time here, but that's kind of what I want to share when I'm gonna get off my chest. And it's no, I appreciate you doing that, yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, to have a space to, to do that. It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. I'm not I'm not trying to push people into a corner. I'm not trying to say like you know seek out therapy. I'm not trying to say talk to somebody. I'm just saying what the takeaway of this is like, you know, if you're sick of that identity, if you know there's something really weighing you down, pulling you down, and you just think that's the way you are, that's the way you're wired, and you really don't know why. It's like, you know, like it happened to me like I found out why and I and I'm working towards being better and like release that identity and it's possible that's all I kind of want to leave it off is, is this shit's possible so you know it's there like the KG when he won the championship anything is possible <laughs> yeah man that's it <laughs>